This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Philippians 4, I want to bring you a, a message uh, today from our selfie series. Let's, let's just pray. Father, thank you for this day and thank you for your presence and for your spirit. God, I ask you in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you will open your word to us. And Lord, you've, you've been mightily showing up in each service. Now, Lord, we, we thank you that you're going to show up in this service according to your will and your plan. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We began a series last week with a group of young adults helping me speak. Did not those young people do a phenomenal job sharing last week? Amen. Everybody kept talking about how good the kids did and how good the kids did and how good the kids did. And I said, you know, I did share with them also. But I thought they knocked it out of the ballpark. We started a series entitled Selfie. Now, I just wonder how many of you have never posted a selfie? Can I, can I see your hands? There's a, some of you lying. I've seen your post, but some of you are not. So, okay. Many of you have never posted a selfie, but I would say 99% of this room has posted a selfie. In the first service today, I said, how many of you even know, <laughs> that's the 70-year-old crowd, how many of you even know what a selfie is? And about 99% didn't know what a selfie was. But we're in a series talking about focusing our minds and our efforts in the right direction. You see, we live in a world that is totally connected. And our constant everyday lives are, are being watched by each other to the point to where if you post something, moments can pass till your phone goes off and somebody says, how can I help? Where can I, where do I need to show up? And those kind of things. Now, because of the benefits, it's not necessarily a bad thing that we live in a connected world, but there's also some negatives of, as well. But you know, whether you're simply farming for followers or you're building some kind of a business through social media, we end up running a risk. And that risk is becoming distracted from what matters most. Now remember something, folks. When we're talking about a selfie, we're focused on our self. And we were not created for earth. We, however, were created for eternity. We were created to get our eyes to a higher place and to begin to seek God and to follow Him and to passionately become His examples living on this earth. But we spend more time Concerned with whether or not people like what we post or like what we do. Somebody sent me a picture one time and they said, Pastor, would you share this? And I said, okay, I guess. They said, we want to get how many more likes. Will you share it so we can increase our likes? And it reminds me that we were not created for likes, but we were created for love. And if it's all about whether or not someone likes us, then we're in for trouble because no matter what you do, everybody's not going to like you. Can I get an amen for that? But we were created to love God and to love others. And so we were not created to draw attention to ourselves, but rather we were created to give glory to God. 
We were not created to collect followers, but to follow Christ. You see, that's where it ultimately comes down to. Are we going to be followers of Jesus Christ in our everyday lives? Are we going to passionately pursue the presence of God in our lives? Galatians chapter 1 is the verse that I'm asking you to learn during this time of this series. And Galatians 1.10 reads very simply like this. says, obviously, I'm not trying to win the likes or approval, the likes of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. If in your life you are simply focused on trying to make everyone like you, you're going to realize that you can't have everyone like you and still manifest the life of Christ in a lost and dark world. So we went through that last week, and so now we're going to come to this passage, and we're going to talk about being filtered. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 10 begins like this. It says, How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you always have been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. He says, you've been busy. Life has kept us apart. That's almost as if we say, hey, we're going to get together someday. Not that I was ever in need. Now notice this. For I have learned. I have what? Learned how to be content. Okay, that's important. I have to learn how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. So I've learned how to live with almost nothing. I've learned how to live with, with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. Notice that he says, I've learned these things. Why? Because I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. Now, according to this passage, we have to learn how to be content. We actually have to be intentional to find the state of contentment. We have to learn how to live the life that we need. We have to learn how to live the life that we want. We need to learn how to live the life that we have been created for. Now, one of the best ways that we can learn to do something is to have a model. Okay? Is to have a model of someone who's already gone where we want to go so we can model ourselves after them. How many of you remember putting together models as a child? Is anybody? I told them it would be such. First service, every hand went up. I said in the last service, people are going to go, model, what's that? But how many of you ever were so excited? You went in and whether it was a car, or a plane, or a boat, or whatever, and you saw the box and you, I'm going to build that. And so I take it home. And I start putting it together. And then when I'm finished putting it together, I look at the picture on the box and I look at what's supposed to be an airplane that resembles more of a submarine. <laughs> and I realize that my reality is not living up to the model that I've been trying to follow. And even though I thought I was going by all the right directions and I thought I was taking the right steps, I, what I have created doesn't match up with the picture that's on the front of the box. Do you know what they never told you? They never told you that they brought in an expert to make the model. They never told you that that model that's in that picture is turned certain ways and certain filters of light is being used so that you can't see the imperfections and the problems with their own original copy. They've, they've manipulated it in such a way you don't really see the truth. They've run it through a filter. 
You see, a filter is a mechanism that is used to remove the impurities or the imperfections. So essentially, they only let you see what they want you to see. And in case you haven't figured it out, life is full of people who will only let you see what they want you to see. Now, because of the power of filters, we can actually manipulate what we allow people to see in our lives. Some of you put on the filter this morning. I, I had the joy of standing with one young couple out front as they were greeting people this morning. And this was what they said to me. And I was so glad they removed their filter. They were greeting people this morning. And welcome, uh, glad you're at God's house. And I said, thank you so much for what you're doing. And they looked at me and said, Pastor, we have to be honest with you. When we ha- found out it was our Sunday, we were not happy at all. I said, really? They said, but don't worry about it, Pastor. By the time we're done, every time, we're like, why don't we do that every single Sunday? Why? Because they were taking the filter off to show that they were coming from an imperfect situation, but when they got into a better environment, it made things look better. This is important. It's important, though, you understand, not everything you see is reality. So we we, we got some pictures uh, this week I want to share with you. Now look at this picture here. Isn't that a great picture? This is a, a, a post on Instagram, and it's liked by a few people. And look what it says there in the writing. Half marathon in this beautiful weather. Now, where are they in that picture? In the woods, in the forest. Running a half marathon. Do you know how I know that they're lying? <laughs> look at their faces. They're smiling. I have stood at the finish line of far too many half marathons and, and, and uh, 10Ks and those kind of things waiting on, on that little lady to run across and nobody comes through looking like that. Matter of fact, most of them come through with a look on their face of, God, if I ever go through this again, it'll be far too soon. But yet, the image. And so we, we think, oh, here I am with sweat everywhere and, and my hair's all messed up and all that kind of stuff. And we think, I can't match up with their reality. But if I take a wide zoom on it, I realize they're standing in front of a picture. Interesting. How about the next one here? Look at that. Look at the name of that, Sir Lifts a Lot. You know there's something fake about this. Come on. Sir lifts a lot. Liked by don't wait for me. Come on, don't wait, don't wait for me. All right, watch this now. Only getting stronger. Hashtag never stop. Zoom out. There's no weights. <laughs> See, I don't feel so inadequate after we zoom out. After we remove the filter, I think I could do that. All right. How many need anybody need a vacation? Can I just see your hand? All right. Let's let's see here. How about Jamaica? Anybody want to win a trip to Jamaica? All right. Montego Bay, Jamaica is what it says right there. All right. Look there. Watch this. I think it's really important to notice this. Can't get over how clear the water is here. Here. Hashtag Jamaica. Hashtag vacation. Notice it doesn't say, I can't get over how clear the Jamaican waters are. You see, it's not really lying if I let you make an assumption. 
Just process that one a minute. But watch this. Watch this. Zoom out. We can afford to send all of you on this trip. Come on now. Amen. Why? Because when you zoom out and remove the angle and remove the filter, you realize maybe their world's not so amazing after all. It's sort of like, remember the days of going to the photo studio? Remember the portrait studio? Remember those days? Let me be honest with you. Let me see your hand. Yeah, those were not pleasant days. This is the car ride there. You will smile. If you don't smile, I will pull every toenail off of your feet. You will smile. When they realized that weren't gonna, wasn't going to work, my mom's like, Don, if you will smile for the picture, we will, it's going to really date me here, but you will go, we will go to Shoney's and get you the hot fudge cake. Come on now. Amen. If you just smile. You see, it wasn't reality. It was a stiff look that made perfect looking Christmas cards, but they didn't match up with the reality of the family that was being portrayed. Interesting. And I'm, I'm going somewhere. Stay with me with this. It's sort of like the back to school pictures this week. No one really posted the truth. No one posted the truth. Now think about this for just a moment. We all have these little pictures with a perfect porch and the perfect little sign and my kid went back to school. Nobody posted a picture with their blanket wrapped over their head so tight you don't know how they can breathe going, oh, I'm not getting up. But yet when you turn on your social media and you see everybody else's child on that perfect porch where they, they're, I mean, they're already decorated for fall. Sick-minded people. And you're looking, going, that doesn't match up with my reality because you've got literally claw marks on your legs from where the kids were screaming, don't make me go. You end up saying, their world is so much better than mine. But remember the filter. If you could zoom out and see their reality, you might realize that the perfect shot wasn't so perfect after all. Sociologists tell us that the reason that the anxiety level is reaping a, a massive blow to this culture that we live in is because we spend way too much time comparing ourselves to each other and makes us not content with our own lives. You see, when everyone else, or at least someone else's world, looks better than our life, we start judging their life against our own. This is important. We lose our gratitude. And when we lose our gratitude, we stop being content. You see, if we aren't careful, we will throw away, listen to me, we will throw away everything that we've spent years building in search of a false filtered reality. You see, I found one of the most interesting definitions for contentment. You know, I just, I don't know why I feel like backtracking to this. I actually read one post that said, spend an hour talking my child to get onto the bus. Who knows what you're going through? Who knows where you are? God does. And He sent this message for you to say, be careful what's robbing your joy. 
You see, I found this interesting definition for the word contentment. It said contentment isn't an excited kind of happy. It's more like a peaceful ease of mind. You see, when what we see in the lives of others seems better than what we see in our own reflection, we feel like we're missing out. We become driven by the wrong motives and we are far, far from a peaceful ease of mind. So I ask you this question today. What happens when the feed doesn't reflect reality? You see, most people try and put their best foot forward and at least filter the image. I thought it was an interesting week for this to happen, for this sermon to be slated for our church and the the movie star came out this week and dared the other stars to post an image of themselves unfiltered. I thought it was even even funnier that one of our our other campuses that someone posted a picture and they said they said in their their post they said I'm daring to post a picture without a filter because I want you to know who I really am. You see the way that we're trying to put up these false images are keeping us from getting true about who we are and until you can get true about who you are you can never get where you're supposed to be. You see no matter how much we have it really can't compare to what we need most. What do you need most? We must learn to live the life Christ has created for us. Or us for. We must live in the kingdom purpose that He's called us to. There's a joy in knowing you're doing what you were created for. A life not satisfied with likes, but a life that passionately pursues love. It blows my mind that most of the writings we have of Paul were written while he was in prison. And yet he wrote through all of that what he had learned. He said there have been times of little and there have been times of much. Let me just ask you, does it mean just because you're in a season of little that somehow that you're loved less or even liked less? Or were there moments, even in Paul's life, where he felt forsaken? Can I tell you what it really reveals? It reveals to us that life happens in seasons. Life happens in seasons. You see, there will always be good seasons where everything will go right. And we don't want those to pass. We're headed into one of my favorite seasons. Headed into the time of year that I truly enjoy. I enjoy the the cooler weather that is about to be upon us. I enjoy the beauty that our mountains will reflect during that season. But as we head into this season, I want to I want you to stop for just a moment and realize that life is full of seasons and just because you're going through the heat of summer does not mean that God has forsaken you and forgotten you. But what it means is that you need to learn the greatest truth of all. Whether you be in your favorite season or your least favorite season, I can do all things. I mean everything through Christ Jesus that when I find myself blessed or when I feel like I'm somehow forsaken, I will not give up because through Christ I will make it through. Amen. So what do I do? I have to try filtering everything through gratitude. That's not easy. You see, I have to become grateful that even though everyone must go through life seasons in Christ, I am not for a moment forsaken. I've been in a study lately on gratitude. 
Can I tell you that if you enter a study on gratitude, it's like pay, praying for patience. You will be tried on every side. But I have learned something through this study on gratitude. Gratitude is not always easy, but it is always best. It is the way that you should respond in all things. You see, we have many reasons to be grateful. I know what you're saying. Well, Pastor Don, you don't understand where I am. No, no, you have reasons to be grateful. Ultimately, we don't really need to judge our environment looking for our gratitude. We need to judge the fact that we have Jesus. We need to understand what He's done for us, but you do have reasons to be grateful. The church that I always share about, and I know I've shared this with you in the last year or so, but I always share about that blows my mind the most, is one of the most giving missions churches on the planet. They give more money to missions than almost any other church on the planet. And this church is not a significant church in an insignificant city in the lowest caste of all of India. The lowest caste system, they have the caste system there. And the lowest caste of all India gives almost the most of any other church to missions on the planet. And how they do that is by practicing the, the, the discipline of gratitude. Every day when they get up, now listen to me for just a moment. Every day when they get up and they realize they have rice to feed their family for that day, that mother takes a little small scoop and she takes a scoop out of the rice that's going to be used for her family that day and pours it into a little brown bag and she sets the scoop back in the bag. And then in the next meal, if she has rice for her family, she takes a scoop and pours it in the bag until the bag is full. She then sews the bag closed and that Sunday they go to church carrying their small bag of rice and they lay it up on a pallet with other bags of rice and other bags of rice and then they sell the pallet and before long as they sell the pallet, mission dollar after mission dollar goes around the world from the poorest people on the planet not because they have had the most to give, but because they operated out of a place of gratitude. I want you to get that. Some of you go, Pastor Don, you don't know how tough my world is. No, you don't understand. How many, I mean, literally, how many of you have some kind of a, either quarters under your, your, your car seat? You have some kind of change somewhere in your car. You have some kind of change in your car. Overwhelming majority of people in this place have some kind of a cha change in your car. If you have change of any kind in your car, you are in the top 2% of the wealth of the world. Now don't tell me that we have no reason to be grateful. We live a blessed people who sit in a blessed environment among other blessed people realizing that we might have some gripes and complaints, but at least we have something to gripe and complain about. We should become grateful because God has blessed us on every side. But forget all the blessings. See, some of you are going, but you don't understand. No, no, you don't understand. Forget all the blessings and realize the greatest thing that you had to be grateful for is that Jesus gives me strength to handle anything that comes my way. I may not like where I am, but I certainly like who walks with me and talks with me and leads me along the way. For he is worthy and he's holy. I feel Jesus. Say amen real good and I'll hurry up and close. You didn't sound excited, so I got a little while longer to preach. You see, you will always battle with this discontentment until you let Jesus be what you really need most. You can chase after everything you ever wanted, and you can get it all, but it won't be enough. I don't know why I was preaching the first service. I thought of Elvis Presley and Michael Jackson. Both of them ended up dying in their own 
vomit. Having everything the world could offer, but uncontent so that they had to have help sleeping to the point they went to sleep and never awakened again. Listen to me. If you're after what the world can give you, it won't be enough. That easy feeling will evade you. Listen to what Colossians chapter 3 says. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And watch this. And always be thank, always be what? Thankful. Let the message about Christ and all its richness Fill your lives, teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. I don't know why I'm going to stop here for just a moment and say this. When you leave here today and you set some meal in front of your child and they don't feel like eating it, don't look at them and scream, are you not thankful? Did you not listen to the pastor? No, they didn't. They're in class. But instead, give thanks for the argument moment. Give thanks for the food that they can yet even reject. Give thanks that God has brought us to His house together. And whatever you do or say, do it as representing the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 6. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. You see... If you can serve God and become content, you won't have to live a life of competing with others. You can find the joy in the life you're living. After all, we brought nothing with us, and we, when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave. Knowing I'm not who I am going to be yet, but I am grateful that in Christ, I'm not who I was. I'll close with this. Psalms 100. Listen to this. A Psalms of Gratitude. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with singing and joy. But Pastor Doc, I can't find my joy. You missed the first part of the statement. Come before Him. Enter before Him. When the world looks for a God to throw itself after, we serve the living King of glory. And no matter where I've been and no matter what I've done, I am welcome to enter into His presence. And I can realize that my joy is in my entrance. My joy is in my invitation. Come before Him singing with joy. Somebody goes, but Pastor Don, I don't sing. You will get so happy, your heart will sing. Come on now, amen. Watch this. Acknowledge that the Lord, He is God. Would you stand with me for the rest of this? I'm telling you, this is a moment of thanksgiving.
I love what this verse says next. This is a song, psalm of gratitude. He made us and we are his. We are his people. You realize what Jesus said? He's like, you're my people. I love that. I, homies don't work anymore. Come on now. But uh, you're my people. That's my kind of people right over there. That's my kind of people. God looks at you and you go that. Probably didn't do that right, but that's getting real up in here. Come on now. That's my people. For we are the sheep of his pasture. He watches over us day and night. Notice this now. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. Watch this now. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. You're going, but Pastor Don, you don't understand. I don't know how to give thanks to Him from where I am. Don't you understand what He just said to you? You may not be where you want to be, but come on in through the gate. Come on in to a higher place. I'll take your spirit somewhere that will begin to change the environment around you. And when you get in the right environment spiritually, the world has to begin to line up with what God's doing in you and everything begins to change. Fast as I can go. I'll never forget this funeral. Arizona Day laying in the coffin and everybody's trying to keep this one little preacher lady behave because everybody else is coming in doing what you're supposed to do. We love you. We'll miss you. But she's walking down the aisle. Y'all know who I'm talking about. She's walking down the aisle and she's going, Woo! Glory! And her daughter's like, Mama, behave. And she's like, Woo! Don't tell me to behave. She had a voice that made mine sound quiet. She said, I've watched that frail body of hers worship God many times, and today she's dancing on the streets of glory. She's running. You see, you can change the environment. Watch this now. Do this with me. Verse number five. For, help me now. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And His faithfulness continues to each generation. Let's do it again. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And His faithfulness continues to each generations. But Pastor Don, I'm upset this morning. You're missing the whole point. You can change where you're feeling by getting at ease in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your, pro your problem is this. You're too busy looking at their life when what you really ought to do is look to the life. And the rest of it's going to work out. Bow your heads with me in this place. We'll pray. Living God, you are faithful. And you are, and you are just. And your mercy endures forever. We could be lost in this world. But yet we have been found. We could be forsaken. Yet not for a moment. <laughs> Not for a moment have we ever been forsaken.
Though we have walked through seasons of pain and we have walked through seasons that people wonder how we have survived, yet we have entered his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And the environment has changed not only us, but those we encounter. I don't know why this is totally different than the other services, but who would lift their hands in gratitude? For he has blessed you. He is the one who has given you the fruit of your hands and the labor of your hands. He is the one who has given you the family to protect and the business to care for and the people to provide for. He is the, my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. He is the one who is worthy. He is the one who is holy. Thank you, Father, for in all things giving thanks. We want to walk in peace and in contentment knowing that we belong to Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment, put those hands down. You're here today and you say, Pastor Don, the devil's been trying to rob me of my joy, but I'm taking it back. Let me see your hand. That's you. I'm taking it back. Hands literally all over this place. Put those down. Maybe you're watching. Maybe you're listening. God's going to bring you through. God's going to bring you through. And here's the greatest trust of all. The trust that I invite Him to be with me on the journey. That He's already chasing me. And now I simply invite Him to let me become an active follower of Him. If you're here today and you have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, and this is the day, this is the moment, this is the time, that you would say today, I want to know what this true joy can be because I want to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If that's you, can I see your hand right where you are? Today's the day you want to give your heart to Jesus Christ. Can I see your hand right where you are? Would you hold it up high so I can pray with you today? I'm looking all around this room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who will join me these three? Are there others today? I see those hands. You can put those down. Are there others that will join with these three today? This is it. This is your moment. This is your time. Thank you, I feel the Holy Ghost waiting on somebody. This is it. Today's your day. Exchange your, your grief and your pain for the joy of the Lord. Where are you? Is there anyone else? Quickly. All right, we're going to confess with these the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that if I will confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, we would be born again. And these three today, this is life changes coming to them right now. And we're going to pray it all with them together. Let's pray together. Jesus, by faith, I confess I am a sinner in need of a Savior. In Jesus' name, I repent of my sins. I give you my past, my present, and my future. From this moment forward, I will serve you all the days of my life. I receive your grace. And now I declare, God is my Father. Heaven is my home. And Jesus is my Savior. Amen and amen. Now come on, give God a praise. You are victorious by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good to us. God's good. Amen. 
That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 815, 930, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now. Thank you.